0: Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 284. This time I have a little bit to talk about. I played Star Wars Puzzle Droids for a little bit, so I have that to talk about. But that's really it for this time. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Star Wars Puzzle Droids is a free-to-play, Match 3-style game. It is out for iOS and Android. And the early levels seem pretty easy, so it might be designed for uh, younger kids or maybe players new to Match 3-type games. I played through to level 35 so far, And most of them were really easy. It didn't start to really get hard until around, I guess, the 20s. And at that point, I had been playing for probably about two hours. I think I've probably played about three hours total. And it seems different from other sort of match three games where you can go and replay old levels as much as you like in that this one has a normal difficulty setting, which is what you'll play when you play through it the first time. And then it has what they call an expert level when you play through it a second time. And for those two playthroughs, you'll get rewards, which are one of the three currency types. You don't always get the same rewards. Oftentimes, you usually just get uh, the middle one. And those three resources are battery, memory disks, and gems. And again, usually when you complete a level, it'll just give you the memory disks, The levels are in, I guess you could call them sort of zones, and when you get to sort of the end of the zone, you'll have to pay to unlock it. This wasn't a big deal. I didn't feel like I needed to go back and replay them on Expert, although I had uh, originally done that just because I could, uh, you know, just to see what was different. But I expect it is probably possible that the further you go, the more you'll have to redo that to sort of get through those later gates. Also, there are characters you unlock. I don't quite understand why they have the characters and the character levels and what's the point of getting a character up in level. I guess it's just, you know, something additional to do, which ties into, you know, the whole Star wars theme story kind of thing. But those characters will get quests, and some of the quests do send you back uh, to the previous levels. And again, like I said, once you've completed those uh, two playthroughs, uh, I I don't know if there are multiple playthroughs on further levels, but you you won't get any rewards after that, from what I can see, other than, you know, quest completion and leveling up your character, which, again, I don't know what the point of that is. I mentioned the three resources. Batteries are like lives. Uh, You fail a level, you basically use up a battery. I didn't really have any problem with this. There wasn't any point that I'd played where I was like, oh no, I'm out and I have to wait uh, you know, for it to recharge. I do think each one is like half an hour recharge, but it didn't seem like that was limiting to me in any way. The levels, uh, like I said, seemed pretty easy, and it wasn't until you know much later that it was even becoming an issue. I would expect that's kind of a harder limit than most games. Most games are, you know, like 10 or 15 minutes. It's like not a big deal. But I would guess this is probably part of you know, the design for younger children. They probably want to be more you know, friendly towards that and uh, not have it so they can just play all day and drive their parents nuts. I'm not sure. And the third resource of Gems is... Uh, I don't know if it changes per character, but you have four sort of special things you can do and uh, the match-three games. And the ones I have is like a regular blaster, which shoots a single tile, and it clears that out for you. And then there's the blowtorch. Uh, You get second, which will clear sort of a line, and you can change the line. Like I did it in a sort of L shape once, and I did it kind of in a square once. Not quite sure the limitations on that. It Might be by number of tiles, I'm not sure. And then there was a, a thing that kind of cleared all tiles horizontally and vertically in a line. And then the fourth one will destroy all tiles of a certain color that you click on. And those you get a very limited number of uses on. And the gems will allow you to uh, recharge that, you know, buy up uh, new ones. And uh, the game is free to play, but that's where, you know, they have typical real-world cash shop where you can buy more uh, gems and booster-type things. But like I said, it was never super difficult. I never saw a reason to do that. So I I guess if you are decent at match-three games, there's really no reason to do that. It has the typical match-three kind of things, where if you put uh, four in a square, it'll make a square type thing. Or if you do four in a row or five in a row, it does a special booster. They don't quite do the normal things you expect for those actions. Like with most games, you do a square, you expect to get an exploding one that does an area. Here, they're a little bit different because some of the specials will uh, create like a little thing that flies off and hits one particular tile somewhere else. So it's kind of like generating a a hammer for most games and you can't really control where it goes. And then it does like horizontal or vertical swipes uh, to clear when you get a special thing. So they're a little bit different. I'm not quite familiar with what the icons mean and what they do yet. Possibly because I'm just so completely out of it lately. I'm just totally exhausted and my brain can't think. But it could be too because there isn't really a tutorial that sort of explains what they are. I mean, it does at the one time. It's like, here's this thing. This is how this thing works. But it doesn't like reinforce that after the first time you see it. So you kind of forget uh, very quickly what those things are. You don't forget to do them, but you forget, uh, you know, what is that thing going to do that looks like a little spike mine? I think it goes off and hits another tile. You know, it's not as easy to remember as other games. Eventually, different things do come up, like there was some ropes blocking the tiles, so you have to clear tiles next to it to clear the ropes. And there was some other things where they're kind of a, a block uh, over the tiles, so you have to bust that up and get through to the tiles it's not anything super revolutionary for match three type games i i have seen you know most of this stuff used before but you know not all match three games use all the same kind of mechanics so it is kind of cool to see that different mix of it uses this from this and this from this it is kind of a little bit different than uh, the current match three game i'm kind of playing so that's kind of cool it is also very cool and that they keep with the Star Wars theme. The boards are super animated in terms of what's going on in the background and what the character is doing. And sometimes the boards will change, like you'll break apart certain things and you'll get sort of access to the board that you didn't have uh, access to at the start of that match. So there are all kinds of cool different animations and different things going on uh, outside of normal for a match Three game. But like I said, you know, it's pretty mainstream in terms of the general play and how it functions. Music and sound seem very appropriate to Star Wars, though they get very repetitive very quickly. I'm not sure why they're so limited, but there aren't a whole lot of music and uh, sound effect type things in the game. They're they're very sparse, uh, so they repeat a lot. The game can be played offline, which is very cool. Uh, a lot of match-three games require you be online to play, which I think is kind of dumb. That's that's the point of getting a, a mobile game is to play it offline. So that's cool to see that you can. Though for some reason it does seem to drain quite a bit of battery. I'd say maybe double or triple what the normal game drains. Uh, I would guess that's because of all the animation and its, you know, very graphics-intense, as it were, My iPad Mini 4 doesn't have any problems running it in terms of speed or frame rate. But I would guess the battery being lower is an indication that it does take uh, more power to run. One thing that does kind of bother me is there's kind of a loading cutscene type thing after almost everything. It's like if you want to go from the map into a game, there's loading screen. You finish that map, there's another loading screen to get back to the map. You go from one place to another, there's a little cutscene. There's a lot of loading and cutscene type stuff, which seems kind of unnecessary. I guess it's probably to keep the requirements for memory down lower. You know, if you load stuff all the time, you don't have to keep it in memory. So I guess that's good, but I don't like how you're going to a map. It's loading, you're going from a map, it's loading, you're doing this, it's loading. It just kind of gets very repetitive they're not a whole lot of pauses in terms of how long they take. They're usually very quick loading screens, but just the fact that they happen like all the time gets pretty annoying. In conclusion, I guess it's a little bit different for a match three game. It has a Star Wars theme, but I, I don't know it's just kind of a flavor. It's not uh like oh my God, oh my God, it's Star Wars, it's so amazing. Maybe if you're a little kid uh you know it it might feel like that. As an adult person who cares more about gameplay and stuff, I'm more about that. Uh, being Star Wars isn't, you know, amazing to me. I don't really care. I mean, you know, I like Star Wars, but it's not, like, a huge draw for me. It is a little bit different for a match-three kind of game. It is free to play, so you may as well check it out if that's the kind of thing you're into. But like I said, it's not really amazing. It's not tremendous. I don't feel really compelled to play it, uh, if somebody said you can't play it ever again, I'd be like, okay, whatever, and I wouldn't really care. I may still keep playing it uh, just because I can, uh, and see if it changes, uh, you know, as I go. But like I said, it's free to play, so you may as well check it out if you are interested in it. From the newsroom. There is just a little tiny bit of news, uh, as I mentioned before, Elder Scrolls Online, the Morrowind expansion is now out. I think it was about forty bucks uh, pre-release uh, price, so I expect that's still pretty solid. I expect you can buy it with in-game coin currency, not you know in-game gold, but the, the other subscriber currency they have. I'm not sure because I I don't really have any of that, so I don't know. Uh, what the price for that would be. But if you are into ESO, uh, it looks very definitely worth checking out. You get a new class, you get the new area. More importantly, uh, this is sort of the required content for the future stuff they're going to do. All of the future DLC for this uh, sort of segment is all going to be in the new area, so this is going to have to be the first thing you get before uh, more DLC comes out. But if you just feel kind of meh, you're just kind of a casual ESO player, you might want to wait until it goes on sale. I expect it will probably go on sale uh, pretty quickly, uh, you know, after a few months and the hype dies down. It wouldn't surprise me if they dropped it around Thanksgiving, uh, you know, right before Christmas to get some, you know, sort of hype up for that again, drive up their core game plus the new expansion kind of sales. I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll see in the future. Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. Ha ha ha. The following be are the scallions that donated their booty. We do be thanking Stephen M. For the kind donation. Three chairs for donations. Hip hip, arr, hip hip, arr, hip hip, arr. So that's it for this podcast. I have been super stressed and not feeling great (laughs) lately. As I mentioned, I think before on the podcast, I've got a smog and registration coming up for the car, and I have some money for that thanks to the donation, but I'm still uh, quite a long ways away from having enough. And that's coming up in a little bit more than a month, so I still have a while, but with no income it's um you know very worrisome i am stressing out and losing a ton of sleep lately i feel like my eyes are half closed most of the time and having a hard time trying to um focus and uh stay awake i feel like i'm going to pass out uh pretty much any minute so that is very stressful and uh, terrible and at the end of this month Uh, You know, there's extra sadness coming up because that is the end of my ninth year of being homeless, and also now the anniversary of my third year of being unemployed. So I have all of that uh, extra sadness and stress on top of the normal stress and sadness that is going on. But, uh, you know, there's nothing I can really do to control or help with that. So I'm just trying to not uh, let it bother me too much. I guess uh, Dad's Day is coming up in a week. I don't know. I don't really keep track of that because I'm not close with my dad. So, uh, you know, if I happen to notice (laughs) and remember, I'll send him a thing. Otherwise, it's like, oops, I forgot. But hopefully all the dads out there will have a good time. And, uh, you know, you have good relations with your dads. And it's uh, a happy day for you, uh, I guess, next week after the podcast comes out. So I don't know what I'll talk about next time. Uh, It's two weeks, so I've got a little while to uh, maybe think about something to talk about. Oh, CES is coming up uh, next week, uh, I guess, starting Sunday, so a little bit after this podcast post, but I guess the bulk of it will be like Monday and Tuesday is when the big companies will do their presentations of stuff. So you'll want to check out uh, all the YouTubes of all the things uh, and maybe Twitch uh, if you're into seeing it live. I don't know who's streaming what when. I think I saw somebody was streaming on Sunday, so that's probably when a lot of people will be streaming a lot of stuff and then You know, stuff will go up on the YouTubes. And you can search for CES uh, 2017. And usually people will flag stuff with that. So, you know, you can just go like every day and then set it to search for just today. And then that does, you know, a 24-hour period. And then you should be, you know, fairly current all the time on all the things. If you care to see the newest, most hyped stuff uh, coming out soonish. Maybe that will give me something to talk about for next time. I don't know. But hopefully, I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. at a price point of your choice, be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons attribution non-derivatives license 2017.